Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast, recorded Friday, August the 5th. On this edition, we're going to talk about the State Board of Election Commissioners rejecting ballot titles for a recreational marijuana amendment and an amendment that would prohibit casinos in Polk County. We'll also talk about the release of a school safety report and other odds and ends. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley. Afternoon. So the uh, the constitutional amendment to allow for the adult use of marijuana cleared the signature hurdle was certified on that end by the Secretary of State, um, but now thanks to uh, a, a, a new procedure imposed by Republicans who, who want to make it difficult for uh, constitutional amendments, petition drives to be successful. It had to go through the State Board of Election Commissioners, which is uh, a body that's almost totally made up of political appointees. And surprise, surprise, it it found uh, a problem with with the ballot title and rejected it. Yeah, well, my, my cynicism says that this board rejected this because basically Republicans don't like marijuana, or at least those officials and the governor particularly, and two of the seven members of the board were appointed by the governor and two others by the leaders of the House and the Senate and one other by the Republican Party. So uh, I think they were just judging from watching them asking questions, they looked loaded for bear and wanted to beat this amendment and seemed to come up with their primary reason being that it repealed a a limitation on THC and, and edible marijuana under the medical marijuana amendment, although it still leaves it open to the ABC to make regulations about that. But I think it was a pretext. I think they just wanted to kill this amendment. So they've already they've already now gone to the Supreme Court to appeal that decision. Uh, they don't they don't uh, deal with any of the specific objections that were raised by the state board of election commissioners. They make what is, I think, a pretty good argument. I'm not saying it's going to be a winning argument, but that it was unconstitutional for the legislature to delegate to this appointed body the ability to be the gatekeeper on what gets on the ballot. That's an argument that is has implications for every amendment drive this year or any year, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Hard to predict where this will go. I do think this was, it's not a very good, I'm all for legal marijuana, and so I'll vote for this if it gets on the ballot, but it's not a good amendment. It's a, it's essentially a, a monopolization amendment, putting the hands of cultivation and licenses in the hands of a very few people with an awful lot of money, which it took to get this petition drive through, what, three or four million dollars. So we'll see. I think there's popular support for this. The governor uh, acknowledges much in a speech in Hot Springs this week in which he urged police to get out and fight this amendment because it's such a terrible thing as if it was going to be on the ballot. This was four hours before the board uh, voted not to allow it on the ballot. So we'll see. And then the board the same day also uh, rejected the proposed amendment to stop a casino from being built in Pope County. And that one's kind of still up in the air because they haven't completed signature counting. In fact, they were supposed to complete it Thursday, then they were supposed to complete it today. And I've now been told they won't have a final figure on the petitions until Monday. My guess is is that the, this drive will be perilously close to the 75% level of you need 66,000 to qualify to gather additional signatures to meet the 89,000. So this one 
this one hadn't yet been certified as petitions and they can't they can't appeal the decision and knock them off the ballot until they first of all met the the petition standard and if they don't meet it they can't really it's going to be hard for them to sue over it and if they do sue over it the Cherokee Nation which has a permit in Polk County is going to challenge the petitions for not having met the the background check requirements of the law, which are very difficult and complicated. So who knows? In any event, the uh, the, the partisan controlled election commission knocked off two ballot proposals and one's before the Supreme Court and one may yet end up there. We just don't know yet. You have a prediction for the Supreme Court on on marijuana? His constitutional argument by Steve Lancaster, the right law firm, is pretty good, but they built a lot of stuff into this amendment that that the court has in the past shown a willingness to say, well, there's some consequences of this that aren't totally clear, and I just don't know. I mean, I think given the the, the general political direction of this court, uh, I think it may be an uphill struggle for it. I, I, I just, I just don't know. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, hard to call on this one. Yeah, but, but almost certainly, there's three votes that that marijuana folks are not going to get. So, maybe. yeah, I think they start. I think they start with the Republican votes to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the after the Uvalde, Texas school shooting, the governor reformed the Arkansas School Safety Commission, and it's been meeting weekly. Uh, it released an interim report this week that uh, gun uh, gun sense folks just slammed uh, because it, it really didn't deal with guns at all. No, well, except that they think there should be even more in school. Well, yeah, that's you true. know they they think they think they think they ought to have an armed security officer in every kindergarten through twelfth grade campus in Arkansas. More guns mean more people get shot. They don't provide more safety. There's not a study in the world that that refutes that point of view. Governor says he'll spend fifty million dollars to in, increase security. I guess more door locks and more bulletproof windows or I don't know what all but uh, there, there's no there's no hunger to discuss the root cause of violence in schools and or doing much about it I guess there was a a bow toward mental health issues which sometimes contribute to some mass school shooting incidents but it, it's about what you would expect out of Arkansas uh, we didn't record last week I was out of town um, but uh, we think that that the special session uh, on tax cuts mainly and potentially for the school safety is going to be called later this afternoon, likely for, for next week. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the tax cuts um, using federal relief money, like the tax cuts would not be possible without the federal relief money and some real concern in in the administration that the state may have to pay an enormous fine for doing these tax cuts. Yeah, there's conflicting legal opinions on that, on whether it would be 
there'd be a big clawback from the feds on all the feds have said there are circumstances in which you can, although, I mean, this is another one of these money is fungible things, which is no, they're not going to pay for the tax cuts directly out of federal money. They're going to pay for it out of, by a reduction in general revenue, but the state has been propped up by billions in federal money. And so it's really kind of sophistry to say that the federal money doesn't have any impact on the decision. There are a couple of decisions. There's one opinion that says, oh, if there's a clawback, it'll be pretty small. Uh, I don't know if, the, if the, the federal government gets serious about going after states on some of these issues, particularly where there's sort of a colorable claim that it's, it's not like some states have done where they've straight taken money and, and diverted it to reasons that had nothing to do with the pandemic. That's happened in a number of states, and that's, that, that won't be the case here. The bigger issue is there's a ton of money there, and, and they just seem fixated on giving most of it, nearly two-thirds of it, and tax cuts to the, oh, the richest 10 or 15% of people in Arkansas, people making more than $200,000 a year. Uh, there's there's likely going to be a provision for a one-time non-refundable credit that poor folks will share in to a certain degree, although not not fully. Uh, but that'll be about it. Uh, and I, I don't think the only other question about this session is will the governor get up the gumption, and as he has said, he won't to uh, do something about teacher pay. And so. Maybe we'll just have a quick three-day session to give a tax cut to millionaires and be done with it, and that'll be a pretty strong statement about where uh, priorities are in Arkansas and who counts and who doesn't. I mean, we're we're terrible in, in child health care. We're we're terrible in health outcomes. We're terrible in teacher pay. We're terrible in just about everything. But the greatest need is more tax cuts for the rich. I don't see it that way, but I'm not a member of the Arkansas legislature. To which all the Republicans say, thank goodness for that. <laughs> it's a big victory for access to abortion in Kansas, where voters overwhelmingly rejected an attempt to strip the right from the state's constitution. You wrote on, on the Arkansas blog this week wondering if perhaps uh, that, that uh, makes its way to Arkansas, that sort of sentiment. Well... That was kind of wishful thinking. It was based <laughs> on an occupied Demo occupied Democrats strategist that then who looking at the Kansas number said this this should work even in a state like Arkansas, where you've got a candidate for governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is as absolutely against abortion rights as you could possibly be. She's on record in the TV interview saying no, she doesn't think rape victims should be able to get abortions. Or ten-year-old rape victims should be able to get abortions. So, but again, this is Arkansas. It was interesting in Kansas. Every single congressional district in Kansas voted against the abortion limitation amendment. Uh, of course, the the vote was driven by the cities. I particularly like Lawrence, Kansas, home of the University of Kansas, where it was eighty-three to seventeen. <laughs> And I think, and I think you would see some of that in in Arkansas as well. But we, you know, I don't think, I don't think Fayetteville and Little Rock are enough to get the job done. And there's some places. But the argument is, is that even Republicans and even Republican women, particularly, 
are not have really been been uh, not radicalized, but have been moved by the Supreme Court decision to totally strip away abortion rights. And, and that's what's happened in Arkansas. And Arkansas polling has always said that a bare majority supports preserving legal access to abortion with limits. Yes, but some legal access. And we don't have that now. And Terrible things are happening all over the country as a result of this, and they will eventually happen in Arkansas in publicly identified ways, even if they, if they haven't already happened. And so that's the hope. Chris Jones, the Democratic candidate for governor, says has a very modulated tone on it. He says abortion is, is a medical issue, a health care issue. It's, he supports the Roe v. Wade precedent. And which is abortion by availability before viability of the fetus. Uh, and he he says that it's a decision that should be made by families. I think that's a, a resonant message. The question is whether it can move a lot of voters in Arkansas and Kansas, interestingly enough. I think I heard today on a news report that in Kansas, you they have party registration to vote. And this was done in a primary to favor Republicans who control the state. Well, 100,000 people in Kansas who are not registered by party turned out for this primary election to vote for one reason, and that was to vote on this amendment. And that was 10% of the vote in the state. And so if you got some kind of issue that, that mobilized people who haven't been voting in Arkansas, I mean, who knows? But like I say, like I said at the start, I think this is probably wishful thinking. But but the Democrats are hoping to use it in a lot of places, and at least it's an issue, and it, it has some proven has some proven motive force. Uh, the vote uh, to extend Litterox capital millage is Tuesday. It's uh, oh, yeah. It's a package divided into six separate items, streets, drainage, fire apparatus, parks and rec, district court, and uh, the port. It'll pass, almost certainly. This is- a, I, think, I, think, I think all six portions will pass. It's uh, a special election, all the board sports at the mayor's board, so it's been very low key though. And interestingly enough, uh, some, a, a low-income group, Arkansas Community Organizations, announced that they endorsed the millage. They very carefully said they backed the streets, drainage, and parks. The other parts, the courts building, the fire equipment, and the, and the port, they, were, they didn't say they were against them, but they were silent on those, which I, I, I took to have some meaning. I've written that I'm not crazy about $15 million in corporate welfare for the port. It's a, it's a honeypot for real estate agents and i don't think we need to buy land i think we can option land <laughs> when it's necessary and we've made bad land investments out there before that have sat fallow for years and years but but i'm i'm going to be in the minority i think on that but i just wanted to have my say one last time all right well let's leave it there and move on to endorsements have, have you before endorsed me and mcgee's farmers market I dream this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think so. Well, it's it's uh, it's there's a guy that started a family farmers market out near Galloway on I guess it's on, but on on seventy I think maybe yeah uh, yeah old Highway seventy, and I finally got out there the other day and 
it's just wonderful. I mean, they really make an effort to get great Arkansas produce. And then they have just this huge assortment of Arkansas made pickles and jams and jellies and hot sauce and what have you. And they periodically get a, a, a knife maker out there who makes fine custom knives, but he also will sharpen your knives at a reasonable rate, which is, uh, something that I really needed. And, uh, they do some homemade baked goods. They've got a knockout cookie. I think they call it the sideboard cookie. It's loaded with white chocolate. It's just great. But the, the reason I really went there was is a, a market where I've frequently bought tomatoes in tomato season. It's not been doing a real good job on getting heirloom tomatoes. And, you know, you can go to the farmer's market, but they move. And I'd been last Sunday and there was only one tomato stand in the downtown farmer on the, on the main street farmer's market. And so I went out to me and McGee's and he had, he said, first of all, the guy who runs it, uh, said, I got to warn you, it's getting near the end of the tomato season, you know, because the heat has been dreadful. So the tomatoes can't fruit at night, but he had, he had, and so the tomatoes right now aren't as big as they are during the height of the season, but that's not a bad thing for me, but he had about four different kinds of tomatoes and he had a huge box of brandy wine tomatoes which are my favorite of all tomatoes. They're, they just have a tartness. They're just they're the best tomato in the world. And they also had a huge box of Better Boy tomatoes, which is a popular non-heirloom variety. A guy in Cabot or Lono County is growing them. And both the Brandywines and the Better Boys are kind of small. I mean, they're I mean, they're not tiny. But what they're great for is you just cut them in half, put them in a, in a roasting pan with olive oil and a bunch of shaved garlic, and cook them at 250 degrees for five, four or five hours, and it just shrinks them down and concentrates this incredible tomato goodness. And you can pour it on top of some noodles or sop it with French bread. But I've been in heaven with uh, tomatoes from me and McGee's this week, and they're really friendly people. And it's a kind of attractive little farm stand. It's not so little; it's big. It's kind of spread out in three or four little open air buildings and. It's worth the trip. I recommend it. Me and yeah, that, that sounds amazing. I, we've written about it, no, I, but I've never been. I think my wife has. But uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you. That was that was endorsement enough for both of us. I don't have anything nearly as good as that. So everybody, stay safe out there. Be careful. We'll be back next week. See you around.